Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Well, we are uh, this morning not only uh, continuing but concluding a series uh, that we have been in, a study in the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, so today we will be in the final chapter of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16. Uh, my brother and co-worker, co-laborer in Christ, uh, Willie Addison, is going to be opening God's Word for us today, and we are all very, very excited about that. Um, and we see in this passage, just as we receive new members by name, real people with real stories and real homes, we're going to see a glimpse uh, that this church in Corinth, just as this one, was made up of real people with regular jobs in a regular place, uh, knit together, uh, as we've said uh, through this series, into a cross-shaped community, a community marked by the cross of Jesus. And so, if you are willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? Our reading today is 1 Corinthians 16. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up, as he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. And when I arrive, I will send those whom you accredited by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should go also, they will accompany me. I will visit you after passing through Macedonia, for I intend to pass through Macedonia, and perhaps I will stay with you or even spend the winter, so that you may help me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not want to see you now just in passing. I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits, but I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries." When Timothy comes, see that you put him at ease among you, for he is doing the work of the Lord, as I am. So, let no one despise him. Help him on his way in peace, that he may return to me, for I am expecting him with the brothers. Now concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to visit you with the other brothers, but it was not at his will to come now. He will come when he has opportunity. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all you do be done in love. Now I urge you, brothers, you know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to the servants of the saints. Be subject to such as these, and to every fellow worker and laborer. I rejoice at the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, because they have made up for your absence, for they refresh my spirit as well as yours. Give recognition to such people. The churches in Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla, together with the church in their house, send you hearty greetings in the Lord. All the brothers send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. If anyone who has no love for the Lord, let him be accursed. Our Lord, come. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. 
It is absolutely true, and it's given to us in love. Amen. You may be seated. If you would, join me in a word of prayer. Father, I pray now that you would focus our thoughts, open our minds that we may understand, and open our hearts that we may believe. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. P.S. P.S. We write a letter, and then we get down to the bottom. We remember there was something that we needed to include it. P.S. That's what I believe chapter 16 is. It's a P.S. Paul had preached probably what I believe to be the greatest message of hope for any believer. He preached about the resurrection. And after he finished preaching about the resurrection, he adds this P.S. He goes, now concerning the collection for the saints, as I've directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. He's telling them to take an offering. Take it at the first of the week. And he's telling them to give. But he doesn't want them to just take up money to be taken up money. Makes me think about God. God remembers the poor. God makes provisions for the poor. So we, the church, ought to remember the poor. We, the church, ought to make provisions for the poor. In the Old Testament, they didn't just, when they went out in the field, they didn't just go out and clean the field. They, they left some fruit. They left something for the poor. They looked out for the poor. So God has placed us. God has appointed us. God has put us in a situation where we have the ability to give. And we should give for the work of the church. We should give because there's some on the outside of the church that needs, that, that's in need. Makes me think about the, uh, the city. The city has, all over the city, there's food banks and there are blood banks. And, and the food banks are there to collect food not just to keep it in storage, but to give it to those that are in need. The blood bank is not there just to collect blood, but, but in times of crisis and people, when people need, the blood bank is there. So the church ought to be a place where when brothers and sisters and other believers and those that are outside of the church are in need, we ought to be there for those who are in need. Then Paul jumps and he begins to talk about his plans that he was hoping to travel. He was hoping to come to visit his brothers, but he didn't want to make a quick visit. He wanted to be able to make this visit and spend time with the brothers. He says, I will visit you after passing through Macedonia, for I intended to pass through Macedonia and perhaps I will stay with you or even spend the winter so that you 
may help me on the journey wherever I go. For I do not want to see you now just in passing. That's good stuff, y'all. What Paul is saying, I want to come, I want to spend time with you, I want to build a relationship, I want to develop a closeness. That's what church ought to be. Church believers ought to come together. Dave says this every week, don't, you don't have to rush out. He says we have coffee and donuts. And, and I believe that's what keeps us is the coffee. And the donuts. But, he, but, but, but here's the thing, something happens when we fellowship together. Something happens when we begin to talk to one another. We begin to, to learn names and begin to learn stories. Friendship happens. Family happens. Community happens. So Paul says, I don't want to just show up, pop in, y'all give me a gift and I leave. I want to stand there. I want to build families. I want to build relationships. And that's what we ought to do as a church. We ought to look for every opportunity to build relationships. And Paul says, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I'm going to stay here a while because a door has opened for ministry. Not just the door is open, but it came with adversities. There, 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 there were some adversaries. There were, there were some folk that, that were coming. There was some opposition, in other words. Listen, when we are uh, to do ministry, when we look to do ministry, we need to understand that there will be opportunity, but there also comes opposition. We shouldn't say, well, I don't want to do that because trouble going to come. We ought to say, I want to do that because God is with me. In the face of opposition, we ought to still do the things that God has called us to do. That's what Paul says. Hey, I got, there's, there's a window to do some effective work here. But there's also problems. There's also things that's coming against me, but, but I'm not going to let that worry me. I'm going to stay right here and do what God has called me to do. Oftentimes, oftentimes, we, we don't stay around long enough to see the fruit of the labor. Just when trouble comes, when trouble comes, and I, let me share this with you. There ain't a church on earth that's perfect. Any place where folk are breathing in and out, it's imperfect. If you got a church full of dead folk, it's perfection because can't nobody do nothing. But where they're breathing in and out, there's always something that, that, that we're not going to like. There's always something that's going to rub us the wrong way. But the benefit of staying around is because you can see the fruit of your labor. And that's what Paul says. There's trouble here, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to stay right here in the midst of what's going on. And I just want to get to these last, these verses 13 and 14. I want us to, to look at this. In these few words, Paul preaches a sermon that is fitting to close this book. He says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong and do everything in love. Be on guard. What, what does he mean by be on guard? It means to be, to be watchful, to play close attention, 
If I was a young, cool dude, I would say Paul was saying, stay woke. (laughs) Paul wants you to know, to be watchful of what's going on around you. Paul is saying, stay on spiritual guard. You you know, y'all understand that the church of Corinthians, the the Corinthian church had been having problems. They, they They were having problems on who the best leader was. They, 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 there was division in the church. They were suing each other. They, they had a problem of how they should worship. They, they, they were tolerating open sin. They, when they came to communion, y'all, everybody was trying to get full. This, this church had a problem. They, they, they was misusing the spiritual gifts. Paul says to them, be on guard. Be on guard. Be watchful because small things like this gets in the church. And guess what? It creates all kind of problems. So Paul say, stay woke. Don't let this stuff slip up on you. Don't, 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 don't spend all your time worrying about if, 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 where, which side the wine is on and which side the grape is on. Paul, Paul is saying, stay Well, he wants us spiritually mindful of what's happening around us. He wants us to be spiritually watchful, not spiritually ignorant. He he wants us to stand on the firm foundations of God, opposed to going along with everything that goes on in our culture. He wants us to be devoted to who God is and the spiritual truth. We could easily, easily, easily... Get on the Oprah Winfrey chain. There there are many folk that believe you can get there this way. I can get there this way. You can get there. They all believe that there's all these different ways of getting to God. There isn't but one way. And his name is Jesus. Listen, his name is Jesus. So he says, Be on guard. Being on guard is not simply uh, knowing the facts and knowing the right behavior. Because that's it. You know, you begin to talk to people. People tell you, I already know what I need to do. Already know. There's even some folks that tell you that I'm already doing the right behavior. It's more than knowing what's right and doing what's right. It comes with an awareness of just knowing who God is. That that focus on who he is and, and, and learning more about him. So Paul wants them to keep their spiritual eyes open. And for us, y'all, we need to keep our spiritual eyes open. We, we, need, to be, we need to be saying to ourselves, where in my life am I spiritually unaware? Where in my life? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm falling short on the things of God. Anybody here, you ever lose focus? You, you ever lose focus? You, you go outside, sometimes my glasses, when I'm on the inside and it's real cold and I go outside or vice versa, I come in, something happened, my glasses begins to fall. And, and I lose focus. I don't see what's going on. In order for me to be able to see, I have to take my glasses off. Vision becomes clearer. So, so we have to do things that keeps our 
focus on who God is. Let's not focus on other things. That's what he was saying. Stay woke. Many times we don't even know that we're not woke, that we're not on guard. We, some, a lot of times we don't know until all this stuff comes crashing down. And when it comes crashing down, when trouble begins to press us from every side, you begin to think, man, I should have noticed it then. I should have noticed it then. It, 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 am I by myself? So, so, so those things happen. So, so he's telling this church who thought they were doing what they were supposed to do to be on guard. That's our job is to be on guard. Then he says this. Stand firm in the faith. He's literally telling them to be strong, to persevere, to not deviate from faith and trust. This is more than just believing and trusting. We live in a culture where truth sometimes is relative to what's going on in our life. We, we, we make truth what we want truth to be. But truth, listen, there's, there's no room for Truth being relative. The truth is what the truth is. Amen. Amen. Listen, if stealing is wrong, even if it's a pen, it is wrong. I, I, I overheard a story of someone saying that they, they were stopped by the police and, and their friend was beginning to tell the police the reason that they were speeding was because they had to go to the restroom. Sad situation, but speeding is what? Let, and let me help y'all. Let me, let, me, let me say this again. There is no five-mile over-the-limit window. <laughs> let me help you. If 45 is the speed limit, 46 is speed. Y'all with me? That's, that's, what, that's how we try to do. We try to make truth. We try to make truth fit us. We try to make it so, so we can begin to explain our way out of it. Listen, I was only going 50. All the rest of the cars was going that fast, so I was going too. Listen, what we try to do is make the truth of God fit what's going on around us. That is not it. He says stand firm in the faith. He means stand firm in truth. Not, a, not, not, not simply accepting what society is doing. Not believing everything that's going on around us. They even were arguing about, um, I'm, 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 I'm of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Cephas. They were trying. Listen, they, they were just saying, hey. Because you know why the problem is? Because this one's preaching what I want to hear. This one's preaching what I want to hear. This one's preaching what I want to hear. And guess, guess who was the best preacher? Whoever they wanted to hear. Whoever was saying what they needed or what they wanted to hear, what made them feel good. Y'all, we, we can spend so much time in this church talking about worship. We can spend a lot of time in this church talking about the style of our music. We can be so stuck on the style of our music, y'all, that we miss opportunities to minister. That we miss opportunities to help those that are in need. We miss opportunities to go outside the wall. So we cannot be caught up. We need to stand firm on the faith, stand firm on our faith. 
Is it uplifting? If it's, is it giving God praise? Then y'all guess what? We all ought to be singing. Amen. Right, look, brother, we like the tune or not. I'm, I'm just saying I ain't, I ain't, I'm just talking. That's how it is. See, it's stuff like that that will get us and it'll throw us off track. And before you know it, we'll, we'll be over here with this group and we'll be talking about this. And we'll be over here with this group talking about this. And before we know it, this group is mad at this group. And they ain't really mad. They just got a little difference. So Paul, Paul is talking to them. Don't, don't get caught up in that. We are to be witnesses of God. We are to have a relationship with him. We ought to have a relationship with one another, and then we need to stand firm in the faith. Then he says this, be courageous. Be courageous, act like men. Act like men. Well, help us. That includes the women. That means that, that includes the women. There was, this, there was this lady in the gym. She was boxing. And my son walked past her and said, hey, you hit like a girl. She said, well, you come over here and let me hit you. (laughs) He said, no, I'm good. (laughs) You got to understand, when Paul says, uh, be courageous and act like a man, he was talking culturally, only the men served in the military. And the men were the ones who stood up. And the men were were the ones that, that... we're fighting. So he was telling them to stand firm, to stand up, act like a man. He was speaking to the church. So, so what our job is, is to stand up and oppose those things that go against God. Stand up and go against those things that oppose who God has called us to be, how God has called us to live as Christians. It's our it's our job to stand up against injustices. Amen. It's our job to help those that are economically deprived. It's our job to stand up when we see folk being done wrong. He says, stand up, be courageous, act like a man. He told them to, in the earlier chapter, chapter 14, brethren, be not children in your thinking. Be not infants, be not inf- but be infants in evil. But in your thinking, be mature. It demands us to grow up. It demands us to take some stands that, that, that may be uncommon. Everybody else may be against it, but if it goes against God, that's the side that we should be on. So you're saying, so you may have to take a stand when everybody else is doing the opposite. We have to stand up to opposition when we know it's false. Then he says this, the fourth thing he says to him, be strong. Be strengthened is what he's saying. When you think about there's something that we must do. How, do, how, how are we to be strong? How, how are we to be strong, y'all? Not in our own power. Through his strength. 
That's the only way that we're going to be strengthened. That is the only way that we're going to be able to stand. That is the only way we're going to be able to be watchful. It's, it's through his strength. We have no power on our own. I, I will say this. I have no power to put on my shoes in the morning if he does not give it to me. I, have, I can open my eyes if he allows me to, but if he does not give me strength to roll out of that bed, I'll be there until somebody come gift me. So, so if I got enough sense to know that if he doesn't strengthen me that I can't move, we ought to have enough sense to know that if God does not empower us, we cannot stand. That if God does not open up our minds, that we're unable to understand the things of God. So we are to be strong, not in our own power, but in his power. We're not to try to stand up and do it on our own, but we're to stand and lean and depend on him. Paul says, P.S., don't forget this. I got to tell you this. I, I, not that the other stuff is unimportant, unimportant, but this I need you to grab hold of. Yeah, yeah. You, you know how so you, you forget something and you say, I need to include this. So he would say, please, 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 don't forget this. Don't forget this. Let us realize that our strength comes from the Lord. Then he says this. Do everything in love. Wow. Do everything in love. I think I told y'all when Dave was out that Dave and I, we met several months before I decided that we decided it, this could work. And I asked Dave, I was like, Dave, what are we going to do about those moments when we have disagreements? What are we going to do when I'm thinking one thing and you're thinking another? How, how is this going to work? And if you remember, I told you that Dave looked at me and he said, in essentials, unity, and in non-essentials, liberty, and in all things, charity. That, that was his response. He says, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there, there may be some things where we bump. He says, but, but, but that's, we're going to have to show each other some liberty. You know why he was saying that? Because I was going to have to learn something and he was going to have to learn something. Listen, there, there were some things that there was no negotiating, but we, you know, hey, if we agreed on this. There was unity there. There would be some things, y'all, that there was going to be some bumps. But in all things, we were going to love each other. Are y'all following me? And, and no, no matter at the end of the day when the meeting was over, we was getting up and we were still going to be brothers and we were still going to love each other. So, so in everything, in everything that we do, even in heartaches, even in disappointments, we got to do it in love. Even when we disagree with a brother or a sister, we got to do it in love. He says in everything, we got a whole chapter that if we didn't love, it didn't mean anything. We can make all the noise. We can sing the best songs. We can wave our hands on to them. We can say amen. We can shout. But if we don't do it in love, it means nothing. So at the end of the day, he wanted them to love one another. And if we know how to love, listen, Christ is love. God is love. There's a song that we sing 
that it wasn't the nails that held him on the cross. It wasn't the nails that kept him there. It was love that kept him there. It was because he loves us that he stayed on that cross. It's because he loved us that he took the nails in his hand. And church, our desire ought to be to love like he loved. What greater love than this? That a man will lay down his life for his friend. We got to love like he loved. Paul says, I don't care what y'all do. I don't care what disagreements you have. I don't care about the good that you do. I don't care about the good that you don't do. Whatever you do, do it in love. Every decision we make, every interaction, everything ought to be done in love. It's my goal to love like Jesus loved. And it ought to be your goal to love like Jesus loved. As we sit here, we should be thinking, where's the area? Where have I dropped the guard? Where have I not stood firm in the faith? Where have I not been courageous? Where have I not been strong? And where's the area that I can love more? You don't keep your guard up, boxing, even if, even if you're swinging. Even if you're swinging, tell you keep your guard up. Because while you're swinging, he's swinging. Are y'all with me? How can you love better? How can you? You know, sometimes, y'all, we be around here upset with folk for no reason. I don't know why, I just don't like them. <laughs> Ain't nothing done, nothing to you. I don't know, I just don't feel them. That's an area you need to love in. There's things happening around us, we see it, we just sit quiet because it's not affecting us, so we don't stand up. What are those areas that I desire to be more like him? We can be more like him when we don't rest in ourselves. We can be more like him when we depend on him. We can be stronger when we depend on his strength. So today, in this PS, PS, we all ought to be doing everything in love. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you for you are our God. And Father, this letter to the Corinthian church, if we are honest, God, we will find ourselves interwaved throughout this whole book, God, that not just them people, God, but I could find myself. So Father, we pray now that you would help us to lean and depend on you, God, to help us to be who you called us to be.
Help us, God, to be strong, to be on guard, to stand firm, God, to act courageous, and to do everything in love. God, we, we admit without you, we can do none of it. But with you, God, we are more than conquerors. So we thank you today for who you are. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.